Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at <laughs> Tommy, Ocean Chinook or Puget Sound Coho, what is your palate favor? And you drop yeah. that kokanee on top of that barn door halibut's head, 67 feet of water, and he was not happy about that. Well, I don't know. What do you think? Boxers or briefs? Ooh, I'm going to have to go with a European cut speedo. Fantastic. Excellent choice. I yeah. love tuna. I do love tuna. Heck yeah! <laughs> hey, you know, I have a buddy who refers to Canadian geese as flying carp. Obviously, he's not cooking them. Right? <laughs> he clearly, right? Oh, ocean snook. Seriously? Hands down. Really? Hands down. I don't fish for coho. Ah, good point. Hey, speaking of grind, can you tell the difference between ground deer and ground elk? Honestly, taste the difference. You know, Dwayne, we only get one chance to live this life. Mm -hmm. And you will always regret the things that you don't do. So you know what I tell people? Buy the damn boat. Hey, you know, the facts are some days are just a grind. Welcome to Fish Hunt Northwest, the number one fishing and hunting talk show throughout the Pacific Northwest and beyond. Now here's your host, Dwayne England, and of course, the infamous Tommy Donlan. Hey, good evening and welcome to Fish Hunt Northwest, Dwayne England, and yes, this here is Tommy Donlan. Back mm -hmm. in the studio, buddy. Yeah, good to be back. Good to be back. Well, kind of good to be back. I mean, it's hunting season. I could hunt every day. Well, that, this I really I could. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're in between uh, trips or excursions currently, mm -hmm. so I got you back in studio at least for a week, maybe two. I guess we'll see how his week goes, but uh, Tommy is back tonight. Lots of things to cover, man. We got a yeah. one-hour fully packed show with tons of info to get through. Uh, Tommy, hey, um, our new friends, by the way. Yeah. Check these guys out. And this is good coffee, by oh. the way. Yeah. So we have partnered with Fisherman's Brew. Fisherman's Brew is a grassroots company here in the Northwest. These boys are hitting it uh, hard and running fast, uh, kicking out a couple of great blends right now. Got the steelhead blend and the Chinook salmon blend. Um, I'm telling you, tasty, tasty stuff. I've had I've had the salmon blend, yep. and this was awesome. Yep. But I'm really excited about the steelhead blend because that's a little bit darker roast. It's yep. a French roast. Yep. So yeah. uh, great, uh, great coffee, and um, you know they're doing good things with the money they're making. Five percent. That's right. Five percent. Five percent of the proceeds, or five percent of their net, is going back into salmon conservation, salmon recovery. So check them out, uh, fishermansbrew.com. Uh, you know. At least spend a few bucks, get a couple bags of their, their first blends that they've come out with, and it helps contribute back into our salmon recovery. So we are very proud and pleased to welcome them on board as partners here at Fish Hunt Northwest. Fisherman's Brew. Check them out at fishermansbrew.com. Um, Tommy, last week when I was solo, I did a, uh, did a bit of a recap on the WDFW Steelhead Town Hall that they had earlier in the week, okay? Um, that would be part two of the four-part series that they're putting out there for folks to pay mm -hmm. attention to. And the reason I bring that up is because they have, once again, put their announcements out there. Now, you can go to uh, wdfw.wa.gov, click on the News tab. It's going to bring up the latest and greatest news 
bullet points from WDFW. The next town hall, virtual town hall, scheduled for November 9th at uh, 5 p.m. This would be part three or the third installment of this workshop, right? Um, there are a lot of questions being generated as to the future of the management of Steelhead as we know it. I broke it down for you guys last week. Hopefully you caught most of that information I was putting out there. It falls in line with, and if you have 15 minutes, and I also put that post on our Facebook page, mm -hmm. yep. uh, a very well put together from WDFW recap of all that's been going on in these Steelhead meetings in these town hall uh, virtual presentations. James Losey's information, the graphs, the charts. What it shows is that we are in dire straits here. And um, that is about a 15-minute read that you can that you can get onto our Facebook page or you can go to WDFW's Facebook page. But we made it nice and simple for you. Put it on our Facebook page and folks can just read your way on through that. The nice thing about what they've done in this installment is it answers a lot of the questions that are more commonplace in these meetings. Like these mm -hmm. questions keep coming up. Yep. So they provided answers, right? And I think it's important that folks read that stuff. Now, you know, the uh, the one that people are drilling down on, Tommy, is some of the four options that they're really looking at. Coastwide closure, last year's regulations implemented once again, uh, last year's regulations with reduced days, or status quo with reduced days per week. Now, mm -hmm. you know, I kind of alluded to last week, the, 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 the writing's kind of on the wall. I've, I actually think this is going to land somewhere hard on the rules that were implemented last year are here to stay for a mm -hmm. while. And I think we're looking at reduced days. But the reason I bring this up again this week as a quick reminder here at the opening of the show is because I want you guys to go to our Facebook page, read through that information, wrap your head around the questions that are being answered, wrap your head around the options that are on the table, and then take some time on November 9th, 5 p.m., dial it up, the, the links are all provided via WDFW and listen to what the discussion has. And then be aware of the fact that on the 19th of November, they're presenting this information to the commission who ultimately will have a say in how they're going to lower the hammer on this thing. And do you know how um, the public's input is being taken during these meetings? I mean, you know, Travis kind of pointed out in the, in the chat, he goes, you know, do you think this is all smoke and, smoke and mirrors? Or is there something tangible that's going to come from this discussion? Yeah, I don't really think at this point it's smoke and mirrors. I, you know, it's easy to beat up on WDFW. And they do screw up on a handful of things, but they are doing a lot of things right as well. Mm -hmm. And you have people that are that are working towards the management and saving our steelhead fisheries, whom I know a handful of them. And these folks are passionate anglers. They're passionate about their fisheries. They're passionate about their science. And they, they understand and recognize that a success of this program is a success for everybody. A failure is a failure for everybody. They don't want to have that failure on their shoulders and on their watch, mm -hmm. right? So they're trying to do what they can to bring these numbers back. It's all based on wild numbers. Hatchery fish don't matter. It all comes down to these, these, the wild spawner escapement. And that's truly the goal. So when it comes to... Is this true, truthfully what's going on? Are the co-managers being forthcoming with their info? Can we all actually get in the same sandbox and agree to everybody's you know, information? Uh, I'm at the point after so many years of going, yes, yes, I honestly believe we can, okay? Um, and, I and I think we should if we're truly gonna get to the next level of, of bringing this back. So whatever else, what, what we have been doing isn't working. 
So if we continue to repeat ourselves of what's not been working for years and years and years, right. how do we ex expect a different outcome? I think that's the definition of insanity. That is the definition of insanity. Yeah. So just uh, make a note of that. November 9th, 5 p.m., tune in to uh, the WDFW presentation, round three of the Steelhead virtual, uh, virtual hall. And I think it's going to be worth your time. All right. Um, and in that light, knowing that our Steelhead season may be minimized, Tommy, we're just going to have to be out doing other things, okay? Yeah. We're just going to have to... Which is a-okay with me. We're just going to have to get out there and go after different things. And and I think the east side will be calling us from time to time. we got some walleye mm -hmm. fishing to go after. Yeah. We have some triploids that you are very fond of. Yes, We have I some am. Uh, big kokanee to go over there and chase. We have some waterfowl to get after. Mm -hmm. And oddly enough, some of that segues into the very information that we're providing this evening and some of the guests we have lined up. So quickly, running down the show... We are going to, uh, once again, tie in with Eric Broughton, uh, Max Lure Pro. Eric is a good friend of ours over on the east side. We spent some time uh, with him, not only in the, uh, in the boat for walleye, but, you know, turkey hunting. And we had him on about muzzleloader. Hey, man, we're talking mm -hmm. walleye, and you guys are not going to believe how good the walleye fishing is right now on the east side. going to get Eric on the phone here after the break, and he's going to show you exactly how good it is and why. Uh, Tommy, then we're going to take some time midway through the show here and catch up with you. That's right, our little buddy is back in studio in a full recap of your very successful elk hunt in Idaho. Can't wait to hear what you have to say about that and lessons learned. Uh, then later on the show, we're gonna get our buddy Shelby Ross. Everybody knows Shelby Ross, Outdoor Adventures, over there at the Potholes uh, area. He runs the Potholes Taxi. And his uh, words, hey, Shelby, how good is the duck hunting? He basically said insane. It is absolutely insane. And to think it can be this good this early in the season, Shelby's going to tell us why and why we need to get over there. And we're going to do just that. Well, at least I am and our buddy J.J. Dial. Mm -hmm. After tonight's show, flame run over to Potholes. That's right. Uh, hitting, <laughs> getting in the truck, getting out of the studio after the show, getting to the east side and waking up in the morning in Potholes to go blast some ducks and then turn and burn and come back home. So is it worth it to go over for one morning oh, and shoot ducks? Heck yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Shelby said, I got space. Uh, you have time, get over here, let's get some ducks. So that's going to be the goal tomorrow morning. Uh, as you wake up, we'll be in the duck blind. Mm -hmm. and Thanks once for it, reminding me. Yeah, yeah. Once, yeah. once we hit shooting light, um, it's going to be full on. The beauty of that, I'm going to do everything I can to bring that to our followers mm -hmm. and fans live from the duck blind, potholes, We'll be blasting ducks. You'll be sitting in your cubicle at work or whatever it is you got going on, driving, stuck in traffic. You can turn us on and uh, be, be be there virtual. You're man. really pouring it on thick, man. Hey, man, be there virtual. Be there uh. in the duck blind with us tomorrow morning about 7 a.m. when, when uh, shooting light takes off at 7, 7.30. We're going to be blasting ducks. I want you to be part of that. But we'll get into that a little more with Shelby as we get through the show. So with that, we'll jump out for a quick break. We come back. Don't go anywhere. Eric Broughton will be on the phone. You want to go get some walleye, Tommy? Yes. Want to go get some yes. walleye? I wanted to do it last year. I know. <laughs> and, and, you know, you let me down. Uh, well, okay. okay. This year, winter walleye, this cold season, fall walleye. Yeah, we'll get on that. We'll get on that with Eric Broughton. We come back right, right. right after this break right here at Fish on Northwest. Sportco, an outdoor emporium, is the largest local outfitter in the Northwest since 1975, providing thousands of people affordable outdoor gear. Make your next outdoor adventure more affordable by shopping at our warehouse-style pricing. We are a local Scotty dealer, offering sales, service, and repair. Located in Fife and Seattle, come visit us today. The outdoors await you.
It's easier than ever to browse homes and connect with an agent on the go with Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate's mobile app. With the app, your home search is synced across all of your devices, so you can pick up your home search anytime, anywhere. Take full advantage of an enriched, mobile-optimized map search experience. Use location services to quickly find homes near you that match your search criteria. Draw your own map boundaries to find homes in a specific area, and apply layers to view school districts, neighborhoods, zip codes, and more. The app's user-friendly design makes it easier than ever to find a home you'll love. Narrow down your search results, save your search criteria, and save your favorite homes. You can browse your saved homes in a list view that puts photos and key details, like price and square footage, right at your fingertips. Or check out your saved homes displayed on the map. Hey, welcome back, Fish Hunt Northwest. Wayne England, Tommy Donlin. Uh, I'm going to throw a couple numbers at you. 23 okay. in two hours. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah, remember that. Remember that. Remember 23 in two yeah. hours. Because when we're at break and on the phone with our guest who is waiting patiently, uh, he starts throwing numbers at you and you just kind of go, what? Anyway, Eric Broughton with Max Lure. Uh, walleye Phenom, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so, sounds like you had a pretty good day in the water there, buddy. Yeah, I'm pretty blessed. So, I mean, I, I live on the lake and, you know, I do a lot of fishing, so. Yes, you do. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it was a great, great afternoon. Got out there and, and uh, got on my spot and just started putting fish in the boat. But uh, it was, uh, it was a, I released all of them. I didn't keep one fish and my biggest was 26 inches. Wow. The smallest was 19. Mm. So, yeah, it was, it was a phenomenal phenomenal uh few hours of fishing so i hit it just right yeah that is phenomenal and so you know you're not only a walleye guru and an accomplished hunter on top of that but you um <laughs> you also had quite the halloween costume i just wanted to cover this really <laughs> quickly oh, yeah. good point oh, I, I was scrolling through facebook and i go oh there's bobby loomis yes i wonder what he's doing and then i look closer and it's no that's it's eric broughton uh-huh. dressed as bobby loomis right. i just got to give you credit for that 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 costume was on point nailed it you nailed it yes 100%. um with that said appreciate that oh yeah yeah <laughs> that's classic i gotta i gotta ask so what is your you know we were talking about jigs um at the break can you talk a yeah. little bit about that tactic um, what you're doing, what size jigs, what color patterns, kind of give us the A to Z on those jigs. Yeah, so the sonic bait fish that Max produces is a, it's basically a, a, a lead jig that, you know, comes in different sizes. They go from one sixteenth ounce all the way up to one ounce. Comes in a variety of colors, and they have different attachment points. And the attachment point that I'm using is in the middle, and it, it acts more like a blade bait, and it's more it gives a horizontal profile. And as you as you drop that to the bottom, uh, I'm using a quarter ounce right now, but I've used half ounce. Um, but quarter ounce seems about about, about a two inch profile. And uh, the walleyes right now on all the eight lakes in eastern Washington, potholes, Moses, Lake Roosevelt, especially, and and banks. Um, and even the rivers uh, down at Pasco, Umatilla, the, the walleyes are putting on the feed bag. And, and a lot of the this year's perch, you know, last year's spawn are, you know, in that one and a half inch to two inch range. And mm. where, where I'm fishing are these, you know, the, the kind of the, the uh, areas that are adjacent to uh, big open bays where the perch like to 
where they grew up, right in the weeds. And as we're losing daylight and the temperatures get cold in the fall, those weeds start to decay and die, mm-hmm. and it, the, those bait fish lose cover. Right. And so they end up, they kind of exit, you know, and look for warmer water in the deeper stretches of the lake. And so all your, all your, uh, you know, areas where you have deep water points, you know, next to shallow waters or creeks, like on Roosevelt, um, you know, deeper points that are near, uh, weed lines or old weed lines. Those are, those are areas that I like to target. Down in the potholes, for instance, you're outside of the dunes. You got some those deeper humps. Those are where those fish will go, and they, they're chasing these minnows down that are trying to find any cover that mm. you know they can. And and today I caught a smallmouth, uh, a ling, and a walleye. So it's you know wow. everything's after these this bait. You yeah. know So, um, and I caught them all on the same bait. Um, and you just drop it right to the bottom. You make just like a blade bait. You know, if you're casting, you wait till it hits the bottom, and then you're kind of you're bringing it back up with a retrieve um, where you're vibrating it and making that you know vibrate so that they can you know find it you know as it's down there. Plus, they can see it. And uh, I'm just you know I can do it really subtle. You know, just a little bit off the bottom, or really erratically you know bring it in. Uh, try to get them be more aggressive with it. So uh, it really didn't matter today. I dropped it to the bottom several times, and they already had it on. Mm. I mean, so they were like, mm. they saw the dust cloud that you know it, it made or whatever, and they thought it was a dying perch, and yeah. they just jumped on it. So hey, Eric, um, talk, um, talk a little bit about what uh, what kind of compels you to do this type of presentation versus say trolling. You know, I, I, I equate some walleye fisheries, obviously, different times of year with uh, with the troll type of presentation. This is uh, something different that definitely is more of a cold water approach, or what's the deal? Well, it, it's it's kind of just a, walleyes are fun because you can catch them. I could go out there and troll cranks mm-hmm. and catch them. Mm-hmm. I could troll, you know, jigs. or I mean, I could use jigs with worm and catch them. I could use blade baits, you know. Uh, there's lots of ways to catch them. But this way, you know, we just really uh, – caught on to it the last couple of years to, to rig it, you know, off the middle pole point. And, uh, it's really caught on, I, you know, J rod down in Pasco, he's mm-hmm. used it, you know, a couple of the other, other pro staff guys are getting involved and they're trying it in, on their bodies of waters and finding good luck with it. So it's, it's more of a, a kind of a new approach to, you know, catching fish and it's just, it's fun how they hit it, you know, cause you can feel it. They just dunk it, you know, I mean, it's, it's an amazing bite and, uh, they're on you know i lost a few fish today but uh you know when we were out there last last year filming with the max guys bob and and uh you know some of the film crew out there uh it was a fun fish because everybody was really uh enjoying it you know being on the bottom but uh and and using that new approach so you know i could go out to roosevelt right now and troll you know wally pops uh any type of smile blade, any type of, you know, off of, off of a bottom walker and have just as good as results. There's guys mm. up North towards Colville jigging really deep with blade baits and different types of things. Um, and catching walleyes down in Pasco, they're still pulling cranks and they're doing some blade baiting already. So potholes are already hitting the blades, you know, okay. down there. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's just a, a preference because it's uh it's just a fun way to fish. I don't have to go buy night crawlers and, mm. 
yeah. you know, all that. But, uh, but yeah, it's just a, it's a really neat way to, to use that bait. That sonic bait fish comes in, like I said, an ounce size, which, you know, if you want a bigger profile. And then later in winter, you know, I'm catching fish all the way through, you know, March. And yeah, things will slow down when the temps, you know, slow down. But I, I still find those fish maybe a little bit deeper out on some different points and off some, you know, where the flats drop off. And uh, we're still pulling up fish. It's just you're not as aggressive as right now. They're they're really gorging on the fish right now. So, hmm. so you know, I'm I'm completely in terms of Washington State. I'm completely new to the walleye fishery, and so you know, putting putting yourself in somebody that is new but wants to get into this fishery, you've got a number of lakes um, that have a good number of walleye in them. You have Banks Lake, Lake Roosevelt, and some other bodies of water. And you talked a little bit about like the structure that you really want to look for. So you're looking for, you know, the deep water hump. And I guess, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, what is Eric talking about? Is he talking about, you know, 20 feet? Is he talking about 100 feet? And can you just describe like what would be what would be your approach if you were a new walleye angler and you're going to get into it? You've got all the gear, but now you have to pick your location. I mean, just thinking about Lake Roosevelt, that is a huge body of water. Mm-hmm. How do I zone in on a particular part of the river to get some walleye? Right. So a lot of the fish, you know, they're transitioning right now. So they were just in, and there's still some fish in shallow, you know, and, and our weed lines on banks and, and probably in potholes and also on Roosevelt are, you know, right around that 25 to 30 foot, you know, edge and mm. and off of those are you know we call them weed fences you know and, and i'll troll 27 to 30 feet you know with bottom walkers and worms most of the summer and uh, i might go shallower with cranks you know and try to pull some of those fish off of the the you know that are in the weeds um and off those little pockets you know on the back side of the weeds and when you get to this time of year these fish will go a little bit deeper um they tend to go, you know, down the following the bait fish, you know, and these bait fish, you know, we have, uh, in banks and Roosevelt, there's guys catching walleyes in 150 feet. Um, and then in banks, you know, you can find them anywhere from 30 to, to 60 feet right now. Right. And then in potholes, you know, it's been kind of shallow this year in potholes and water tables. So you kind of have to adjust your approach, but you want to, you want to stick to the, you know, looking for fish with your, fish finder in the deeper sections and then move shallower right now uh but you know you're talking you know these bigger fish they're kind of nomadic and they kind of you know run around i caught an 11 pounder a few weeks ago you probably saw some pictures yeah yeah we did that thing that (laughs) thing was a toad and yeah and 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 it was it came in 35 feet of water and those fish are still um moving deeper you know they were they were shallower and uh you know you can find them in 40 to 45 feet um and then out out in roosevelt there's guys catching them you know even deeper than that so you it all depends on the body of water but i use my fish finder a lot i try to look for i try to you know these are predatory fish they like ambush you know areas if you have current in a river it's easier to figure stuff out because you have a lot of current breaks, you know, uh, where you're trying to find where these fish like to lay. And uh, in a lake, it's a little bit different, you know, or a reservoir. You're looking for more, you know, more where the bait are going to go, you know. So you're looking for, you know, those creek creek areas 
you know, where you have some flow, maybe some, maybe some of those points is at ambush, you know, mm-hmm. where these fish will, they'll come up out of the deep up to these points to feed at night. And, uh, even our reservoirs have wind current and when it's windy, like today it was really windy and I was, I was fishing, you know, this hump and I was fishing basically the top end of the hump and there was, there was fish stacked there. And it was because of the wind primarily, it wasn't because of anything else. And those, those bait were coming through there too, but they were there because it was a good ambush, you know, spot. So yeah. you just really have to pay attention to the conditions of the lake, you know, where the wind's blowing into that shoreline, maybe looking at your, we you know the current, is it a strong current? You know, are they really blowing down, you know, from the dam? Up at Wells Dam, they got a phenomenal bite going right now, mm. uh, right below the dam. You know, so yeah. all of our dams, you know, the, the walleyes are just eating really heavy and trying to put on that 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 uh, fat for you know laying some more eggs coming next spring and getting through winter and all that. But uh, you know, they're they're really uh, doing well um, this year in a lot of the lakes. One quick question before we got to go here, Eric. We never have enough time. We got so much info to get through with you, but uh, a couple folks are asking if you're putting any scent on those sonic bait fish when you're presenting those, any scent at all. Yeah, I'm using the uh, Max or Procure that uh, walleye, um, the walleye scent that I, you know, and then there's some, there's some other types of scent that they make from Procure, but it's a, you know, it, it's more of a gel, mm-hmm. and they make a sonic bait fish gel, which really sticks to it. Yeah. And and uh, and Max puts it out uh, um, on their website. Um, and I've been using that, you know, every four or five casts. You know, okay. I you know I'll, I'll juice it up again, but uh, it really sticks to that bait really well. Nice. So um, other than that, yeah, it's just uh, it's a pretty easy presentation and. Uh, you know, it, it's fun to do because, you know, you could take uh, anybody out there and teach them how to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's and it, it's just a fun fish. You think Dwayne would get it? I might be able to figure it oh, out. Totally. I, he, <laughs> even I could do it, yeah. I tell you what, Eric, I think uh, we're going to have to take a look at the calendar here and between Tommy's hunting trips, even if we got to make a flame run over like yeah. we're doing for ducks tomorrow, but we could bounce on over there, bring the cameras, get some of this on video with you and show the folks exactly how you're presenting this and why you're so doggone successful. Mm-hmm. I think folks would really uh, appreciate us taking the time to get with you on the water. I know we would appreciate taking yeah, time. I would appreciate huh? it, yeah. We'd like to get some of those I've been wanting freezers. to do this for a while. I know. So we'll, uh, we'll break out the calendars. We'll get, it, uh, we'll get it scheduled. We'll come on over there and make it a day and get Tommy some, uh, some walleye in his belly for sure. Um, <laughs> always a pleasure, right. my friend. Always good to have you on. Appreciate the info. And we will be in touch. You bet. All right, buddy. Take care. All right. We'll see you. Have a good night. You too. Eric brought with Max Lure, just a standout when it comes to walleye. Oh, Richie Harrod popped on yeah. here and said, Eric is the walleye whisperer. And yes, he is. He absolutely is. Just a great guy. Wealth of information. Yes. Well, in yeah. any facet of what we're doing, right? I, I mean, know. you go over there and hang out with him, you're going to find success. You're going to learn some stuff, hands down. All right. We're going to switch our gears and go a little bit to the east side once again. Uh, and get our buddy Shelby Ross on Ross Outdoor Adventures in the Duck Potholes Duck Taxi. Uh, Going to be over there tomorrow morning with Shelby, doing what he loves to do, shooting some ducks. We'll get him on the phone. Don't go anywhere. Be back in a couple minutes after this break, right here, Fish on Northwest. A Northwest favorite for almost 40 years, Arima boats are manufactured with pride right here in Bremerton, Washington. Arima Boats offers all of our boats with Honda outboard packages so that you can take full advantage of the reliability and five-year top-to-prop warranty from your Honda outboard. 
With literally thousands of Arima boats on the water throughout the Pacific Northwest, Arima boats are a proven hull design that offers incredible fuel economy and all of the amenities that a serious angler is looking for. All Arima boats are built without any structural wood materials. That is why we back our boats with a lifetime warranty. All of our Arima boats are designed to maximize deck space while also providing ample seating. Contact us today at Arima Boats for all your boating needs and let us help you get out on the water. Today, the need for quality private security services is at an all-time high. Contract Security Service provides day-to-day -day peace of mind as they protect people and property. Here at Phoenix, we provide service for multiple state and federal contracts with services ranging from uniform, patrol, alarm monitoring, canine detection, executive protection, as well as investigative work. Phoenix client management models are built on understanding our client's security needs and responding with a tailored program that is best fit for them. Phoenix provides excellent customer service through well-trained, highly motivated security professionals. Recruiting highly qualified officers is the first step in building a strong team. Currently, we are comprised of 70% prior law enforcement and military veterans. If you are prior military or law enforcement, go to www.phoenixprotectivecorps.com and apply today. Hey, welcome back to Fish Out Northwest. Winning with Tommy Donlin here in studio. Got our buddy Shelby Ross on the phone, Tommy. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to get you over there to experience this. I know, I know. It'll work out one of these days. Got Dakota over there last year. Yeah. Had a hunt with Bobby Loomis. And uh, well, it's just always a good time. Shelby, how are you doing, buddy? Better than I deserved, Wayne. Always great to be with you. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate you taking the time. I know you're extremely busy as uh, duck hunting has taken off at a feverish rate here. And uh, plenty of birds fly, man. Talk a little bit about... This early uh, first few weeks of the season and the numbers of birds you were seeing and how you think that's comparing to seasons past. So it's early in the season. We do uh, a ton of cast and blast trips where we, we duck hunt in the morning and walleye fish in the afternoon. And, and that's become a big draw to our October season. And years ago, no matter how good the hunting was, we never had very much business. People were chasing big game, you know, kids sports, et cetera. And then November one, the phone rings off the hook. <laughs> and so we started this cast and blast deal and it's, it's totally changed the whole early season business model. But this year we had better duck numbers than I've seen in quite a few years mm. and a, a pretty consistent weather pattern where it'd be relatively calm in the morning. And the weatherman says, 12 to 14 mile an hour winds in the afternoon it'll blow 25 to 30 and it made for brutal walleye fishing and you can't talk to the group and guys we can finish off our limit and bag the fishing or we can go try and fight for a walleye or two and and so it was kind of a consistent pattern that made for not very good walleye fishing but uh really good duck hunting right so how's it going so far? I mean, I think I know the answer to this question, but mm -hmm. what what have you seen? What kind of success rates are you seeing right now? Uh, well, since I've been gone on Sunday, uh, Nathan LaFrance is my right-hand man and runs the show when I'm out of town. And his uh, groups since Sunday have had limits by 830. <laughs> Today there were uh, non-guided parties out, and uh, one of them had limits just before 11, a group of four, and the other group of two, 
only had a few ducks, but they said uh, it was not from lack of opportunity. <laughs> there was lots of shooting going lots on. Lots of shooting going on. Just saw lots of ducks hitting the water. Um, so it sounds like a uh, good number of ducks are flying. Weather is conducive to keeping them on the move uh, pretty much most of the morning from what it's sounding like. Uh, shooting lights at what, 730? Uh, 7.30? 7.15. 7.15. And you got some groups getting limited by 8.30 Nine o'clock. That's some. That's some good shooting, along with uh, lots of birds flying. So you got a nice mixture of birds. Are we getting many uh, greenheads already? Redheads. What do you got? So what do you got going it on? It was uh, a pretty consistent mix of uh, teal and widgeon, with uh, with more than a few groups having to uh, be careful with the pintail, with the one pintail per person limit. Right. And on opening day, a group of four said uh, they could have shot pintail 15 times after they had their full pintail. <laughs> and uh, that just kind of comes and goes. And, yeah. and my group on Saturday, we had, we had a similar issue. It's like, no, you gotta, you gotta be able to identify. And we had a, a North breeze where the sun is kind of in your face and that makes it a little more challenging yet, mm-hmm. but just a, a trickle of more mallards every day and uh, fewer teal and, I'd say probably 80% of the teal have, have bugged out with our little cooler weather. So I always got to ask, you know, cause I'm kind of a, a little bit of a gun nut here. Um, what, what equipment do you like Shelby and what do you recommend and what are you recommending for shells BB size? And kind of, can you talk about that a little bit? So as a youngster, everyone had a Remington 870 because they worked in the uh, black sands of the potholes reservoir. And right. If you've ever been to the sand dunes, everything you own will have sand in it, and that's just part of the gig. Right. <laughs> and over the years, the auto loaders became a lot more reliable, and you know, as steel shot became the, the mandatory deal, uh, three and a half inch loads or ten gauges became the norm. And now we're going back the other direction. They've improved the load so much. I don't want to shoot three and a half inch shells. Three inch shells are fine. The three and a half kick like a mule and oh, yeah. uh, break guns. I use them for geese. <laughs> I use now, them for geese, but now, you know, those three inch shells are getting it done for duck all day long. Well, and, and beyond that, some of the new, uh, the new bismuth and non-toxic loads. Right. Two and three quarter number five with copper plated bismuth is exactly like shooting lead in days of old and you know yeah cripple creeping away at 65 yards and you can stone it so <laughs> pretty neat time to be a waterfowl you can stone it, it. Is yeah more yeah. expensive than than uh, you know steel but even well all the ammo ten dollar boxes of steel are a thing of the past sure mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean the ability to reach out and touch these ducks at a distance now is you know especially if you're running a tighter choke and some of these loads that you're expressing, I mean, you can get out there 40, 50 yards comfortably and knock these birds down, not just send them away wounded. You know, it's pretty impressive. Well, and beyond that, you know, my job, I'm not shooting first. I'm playing, I'm batting cleanup. Yep. And it just saves me a lot of time in a kayak chasing cripples. <laughs> and, you know, those crippled birds, yeah. they're just not good for anything except for the hawks and, and uh, right. yep. we try to... Uh, minimize that whenever possible hey uh we got a little bit of time left here shelby so talk a little bit of you would on your operation the guided versus non-guided opportunity for folks to take advantage of so our our non-guided uh hunts on potholes uh 
have been operating since the 50s, and we give you a ride from the Mardon Resort dock to a uh, blind all set up, decoys already set, with a kayak to retrieve your birds, because a lot of guys don't have dogs, and uh, pick you up mid-afternoon, and that's a big portion of our business still. We also offer guided hunts where we do the calling, cook your lunch, run our retrievers, and uh, and we do uh, guided field hunts for both ducks and geese, primarily geese, but we do do some some field duck hunting as well. Sure. Awesome. And, uh, hey, before I let you go, what's uh, what's the outlook on the old snow geese looking like? I know up north here, talking with our buddy Aaron Peterson and uh, Mike Sertick and a few others have indicated there is a ton, I mean a ton of snow geese in early and huge numbers this year. What's it looking like over on the east side? You got a big influx of them already? We had snows here before the opener, and we cannot shoot snows until November 5. Yeah. Mm. Otherwise, we would have already harvested quite a few, mm-hmm. just as incidental to our to our duck hunts. And uh, we'll find out here Saturday. Uh, Goose Group is, is hunting the field that's had snows and, and Canadians in it, and uh, so we'll just see how that uh, – pans out but uh, they haven't been shot at at all so that doesn't hurt at all yeah yeah um are you i didn't look at the regs east side are you limited on days of the week on the snows over there yeah same as their same our as dark the, east wednesday saturday sunday and holidays gotcha. yeah okay kind of thought so but i wasn't 100 and, and the sure. reason for the late start the november start is because of our new spring season that right. just the last two years we've we've been able to have a spring season yeah they extend that out after it closes, reopens, and then you get that nice uh, warm weather to go after them. It's kind of kind of a nice little novelty. Um, hey, well, uh, great info as always, and, you know, never enough time. We're going to have to get out of studio here real shortly, but uh, can't wait to close this thing down, get on the road, um, find my way to your basement for the night, and <laughs> get up in the morning and meet you at the dock, and let's go kill some birds. We'll see you in the a.m. Thank you, guys. All right, buddy. Take Thank care. You. See you. See you soon. Bye. Yep, Shelby Ross, Ross Outdoor Adventures. Uh, look him up, Facebook, all the social media platforms, actually. Uh, go to www.rossoutdooradventures.com. He's running uh, waterfowl all through the season, walleye trips all through the, the fall and winter and into spring, obviously. The walleye fishing over there, potholes, at times can be second to none, smallmouth fishing. Um, they have places to stay over there through the modern, mod, <laughs> modern resort. And uh, it's it's all inclusive, man. You can you can get with Shelby via online. They'll they'll mm-hmm. book your place to stay. Uh, you know, you know, put your package together. A couple of days of hunting, extremely reasonable. I think you can do the self guided, as he was talking about. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a dog, you got the kayaks to go out there um, that they provide. And uh, I think 175 bucks a day. Man, well, that's a steal. A couple of days of hunting, yeah. seven seven birds. I mean, it's it's just a great way to uh, relax, get away from it all, enjoy some nice weather. Believe it or not, you know, yeah, might be blowing, might be a little damp at times, but for the most part, I mean, it's it's duck hunting. You're in a duck blind. Mm-hmm. It's just a great way to spend a day. Okay, appreciate Shelby jumping on. We are going to flame run over there to see him, and we'll be shooting ducks in the morning. We're going to jump out for a quick and final break. We'll come back in just a few minutes here. Close out the show. Hey, thanks for joining us here on the Fish on Northwest weekly podcast. I want to remind everyone that you can catch our weekly live stream show on our Facebook page and, of course, our YouTube channel every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. West Coast time. You'll get our insightful in-studio interviews, our extremely detailed how-to segments in the Bait Lab, 
the infield segments we bring to you when we're on the water or in the woods, and of course, our amazing cooking recipes in the kitchen with co-host Sherry England and chef Jeff Maxfield. Give us a follow on our Facebook page at Fish Hunt Northwest. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel at Fish Hunt NW. Find us on Twitter and Instagram, and finally, go to our webpage at www.fishhuntnw.com for all the latest and greatest info. Join us each week here on our podcast. Join us each week at our live production. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.